This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome to the Driving Podcast. I'm Lorraine Sommerfeld. On this episode, we'll be talking about your rights when you purchase a vehicle. Some things you might be aware of, but there might be a few surprises. Most of us don't purchase a vehicle very frequently. Put that together with a rapidly changing marketplace and you just might have some questions. I'm joined today by Maureen Harkwood. Maureen is the Chief Executive Officer and Registrar of Omvic, Ontario's Vehicle Sales Regulator. Lorraine, thank you so much for joining me today. Great to be here, Lorraine. With ongoing shortages, I've never seen the car sales industry in so much upheaval. It's definitely a seller's market, and buyers risk making some kind of bad mistakes for fear of missing out, I think, more than anything. What are some of the common errors Omvic is hearing about from buyers? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great question, Lorraine. And obviously, uh, it's been a tough two years for motor vehicle dealers. And uh, uh, but the biggest challenge for them has been the 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 limited supply from manufacturers. Uh, you know, so what that leads to, of course, when you have limited supply is uh, or limited inventory is it means higher prices for consumers. Uh, we're seeing dealers who perhaps are failing to disclose all the material facts that they need to disclose. Uh, we see all-in price advertising still as a lingering uh, compliance issue. And then finally, I think some dealers are perhaps uh, strongly encouraging consumers to, to buy those optional aftermarket products, such as rust-proofing or insurance. So these are the kinds of things that we're seeing. And of course, I think it's just so important for consumers when they walk into that dealership or when they buy online uh, to be educated and to know what their rights are here in Ontario. I want to talk about that all-in pricing in more detail in a minute because I think it's still new to some people. But I also want to talk about contracts. And a lot of people believe when they they sign a contract thinking they can go home and change their mind. And I've been telling them for years they can't. I know Omvic runs surveys that still find some surprising results when it comes to that. Can you please tell people over and over again that a contract is a binding contract and there's very little chance they're going to get out of it? You're absolutely right, Lorraine. In Ontario, there is no cooling off period. So, you know, it's certainly different than many other things that we buy as consumers in Ontario, whether it's a gym membership or a vacuum cleaner from a salesperson at your front door. Um, those are all protected with uh, some sort of cooling off period. But motor vehicle sales in Ontario do not have a cooling off period. Now, you know, I think uh, what we'll often see is that if there is um, buyer's remorse, uh, we'll call it, that, uh, you know, some dealers, and this is all within their own discretion, will, will consider perhaps making some sort of arrangement uh, with the consumer. But there is no obligation for that dealer to do any kind of, of uh, uh, special treatment for that consumer. In Ontario, no cooling off period, end of story. And I think for buyers everywhere, one of the most important things which holds in 
not just Ontario law, but federal law, when you're signing a contract, if somebody has made you promises or said, yes, yes, we'll do this for you, or we'll throw that in, or we'll do this, this has to be written in that contract before you sign it. And a lot of times it goes from the salesperson to the back room to the manager. How, how can we explicitly keep telling people, make sure it's written? Please call OMVIC. We're happy to provide uh, consumers in Ontario with advice on what they can expect when they walk into that dealership. And of course, the one of the most important things is if it's not written, it didn't exist. So it has to be put into that bill of sale, into that contract. It is so, so important. And of course, the dealer has a number of obligations to do that, uh, particularly as it relates to disclosures regarding the 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 condition of the vehicle and any problems with the vehicle, any accidents that the vehicle has been in over $3,000, that all needs to be written in the contract. And even if it is just throwing in some tires or throwing in a, a whatever, have it written in the contract because if it's not in the contract, it didn't exist. I tell people to bring somebody with them because it's like when you go to a, a medical professional, the person buying the car is very emotional. They don't always absorb all the information they're hearing. And somebody who has no vested interest is sometimes your best friend to take notes and make sure you're not missing stuff. And a lot of people go, oh, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. It's I'm just buying something. It's like you're buying something huge. Like it's it's a really big investment. You're you're absolutely right. And, and you know, obviously buying a car for most people is is. Uh, maybe the largest purchase they'll ever make, or at least the second largest purchase they'll ever make after perhaps a home. So uh, it's an ex it can be an expensive endeavor if it doesn't work out right. And if you don't know your rights when you walk into that dealership. What happens when, if I put down, I, I see a car, I think I want it. I put down a $500 deposit. What happens to that deposit if I change my mind? Listen, what, what you can do if, if you dis, you change your mind after signing, putting down that deposit and signing the contract, you can, first of all, we would encourage you to call OMVIC and our consumer support team and talk to them about this situation and, and see what we can, what advice we can give you on how to approach the dealer and see if you can get that deposit back. Now, there may be some liquidated, liquidated damages that may uh, result in you maybe not getting that full $500 back, but you'll get, I would suggest it probably a, a good amount of it back, but call OMVIC, get some advice and we're here to help. And I think the other thing I can say is I think a lot of dealers are are also going to understand the situation. They, they, they don't have an obligation to hand you back the 500 and and make the deal go away. But at the same time, dealers want to ensure that they have uh, a, a repeat customer. So if you have a good experience with that dealer and yeah, maybe you made the wrong decision on that model of a vehicle or you wanted really something different, you know, I think a lot of dealers will try to uh, make some sort of arrangement with you, but um, you, you can get that deposit back. Uh, but you just need to be aware that there may be a liquidated damages piece that you won't get the full amount. And I think what you mentioned earlier is really important with such contracted supply, it might not be as easy as changing over to another car, you know, a different color or something to make that contract work for you. You might, if if you don't want to lose your deposit, you might have to stay in that dealer, but in a different kind of car totally. Like the, it's, 
the the supply is really really predicting what someone is going to be able to have access to. Absolutely, and and uh, you know it, it's interesting, Lorraine. Uh, last Friday, I did my first set of uh, dealer visits as the new CEO of Omvic, and uh, you know I went to a number of dealerships in the Durham region, and you know there was one dealer who said, "I have twelve vehicles that I can sell you right now today." Twelve. Uh, that's the you know vehicles on the lot ready to go out the door. So you know twelve vehicles is not a lot. Um, and really what it is now is it's it's all about walking in, arguably kind of knowing what you want, or at least having that conversation with the dealer. And then you put in your order and you can wait four, six, eight, sometimes 10 months to actually see that vehicle. So I think there's an opportunity here for consumers to really think and and educate themselves on what their rights are when they go in and make that that purchase. I've been speaking to a few organizations, Auto Trader and the Automobile Protection Association, and they're saying people are being flexible because they know they have no choice. And they're buying different trim levels, different models even of cars. They're driving further. So I know the public knows they're they're reaching out more than they have to. But I also think dealers dealers can take advantage of this. And I think I know a lot of them are because I'm getting letters. You mentioned all-in pricing, which is a really cool thing that a lot of people don't really understand. Can you explain um, what all-in pricing is from Omvic and what kinds of things dealers might try and get around on that? Sure. So effectively, the, the law in Ontario is that advertisements from dealers must include all-in pricing. And so effectively, new or used, if a dealer advertise, advertises a, a specific price, the price must include all fees and charges that the dealer intends to collect, except HST and licensing. Uh, so, for example, freight, administrative fees, government levies, the OMVIC fee, uh, safety, uh, PDI, which is pre-delivery inspection, that must all be part of the advertised price. That's the law in Ontario. So, you know, I think from our perspective, from OMVIC's perspective as the regulator, if, if a dealer tries to sneak, sneak in extraneous line items into the contract, we're suggesting that those dealers are not in compliance. And in fact, consumers should think about walking away. When we talk about uh, registered OMVIC dealers, who is that? So uh, the, the law, again, in Ontario is that if you are going to be a seller of motor vehicles, you need to be registered with the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council, with OMVIC. And those people, those dealers have gone through a rigorous uh, review process prior to getting their registration and to be able to sell vehicles in Ontario. Um, so if you're a consumer and you want to know if you're dealing with an OMVIC registered dealer, you can look for the blue and yellow decal, which is on dealership doors and windows, or you can even just go to our website, put in the name of the, the dealership that you're dealing with and uh, make sure that that, that that dealership is actually registered. If you don't buy from a registered dealer uh, or, you know, someone from out of province, you will not be protected by the Motor Vehicle Dealers Act. And the most important thing for me when I talk to consumers in Ontario is we have a compensation fund. And that compensation fund will 
protect consumers. If they they have a problem, something goes wrong with their purchase or lease uh, here in Ontario. So it's really an important uh, backstop, if you will, to make sure that consumers are protected. Now, when people buy from curbsiders, and we all know what those are, you see an ad somewhere and it's a private seller and there's no decal on the door of anything and they don't have that little certificate behind them in their cubbyhole. These are curbsiders. These are people who are not licensed by OMVIC to sell vehicles. And sometimes it's too good to be true. So, of course, we go running towards them because we're human beings. But you mentioned that compensation fund, which is a very big deal. It's a huge protective source for people in Ontario. Can curbsiders be reported to you? Do you have any kind of, I know you don't have recourse over them, but can we tell you that we had an unfortunate experience with a curbsider and got ripped off? Absolutely. In fact, we encourage Ontarians who have had an experience with a curbsider to let us know. Uh, they can reach out to, to us to report that illegal seller at 188-NO-CURBS, which is 662-8727, or email us at nocurbs at omvic.on.ca. We have a team of investigators that will investigate these curbsiders and we will charge them because they are not acting under the law of Ontario. Perfect. I like that. If I buy from one, though, I'm not, I don't have access to that compensation fund, correct? That's, that's exactly it, Lorraine. You, you do not have access and uh, that's the law. But you're hopefully preventing other people from falling victim to these people down the road. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned earlier that I, I, I love with Omvic, you call and talk to real people. I think that's so great. You can talk to a person who goes, oh, I know how you feel. Like it's, I've called them before. It's terrific. Can we call you before we go buy a car or is it just after something's gone wrong? No. In, in fact, we encourage uh, Ontarians to call us before they even step in the dealership before they even communicate with, with a dealer in this province. Uh, you know, you can go to our website at omvic.ca. We have tons of uh, free car buying resources to help get consumers started. Uh, we also have a consumer line. We encourage Ontarians to sign up for that. Uh, they can reach out to our consumer support team at 1-800-943-6002 for expert advice and answers to all their car buying questions. I like the part of your site where you also list everyone that you've busted and people. It's a fascinating read and there's people in your own neighborhoods that are on there, but you could read down through who you have taken down or closed shop on, which I think is very transparent. And it's good to see that this is what, you, what is it? $20 on a contract for OMVIC or 10? I can't, I know it's gone up since I started in this business. Yeah. The, the OMVIC fee, which is part of all in pricing is $10. $10. So everyone has that on their sales contract and that $10 does more work than a lot of other things on that contract. Okay. We have to take a quick break. We're going to be back in just a, a minute. I'm Lorraine Summerfeld. This is the driving podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Lorraine Summerfeld. This is the driving podcast. I'm with Maureen Harkwell. She's with OMVIC, the Ontario sales regulator. In fact, she runs the joint. How can people help themselves, Maureen? What are red flags they can look for when they walk into a dealership or when they hear certain words coming out of a salesman's mouth or perhaps more importantly, when they're trapped in that little windowless room in the back and they get, you know, fired into buying bogus electronic rust boxes or something? What can people do to help themselves? I believe 
you know, that's where it starts. Yeah. You know, Lorraine, I think one of the the most important pieces here, and I think we talked about it a little earlier, is is a bit about disclosures. And, you know, it's just so important for dealers to be open and transparent about the condition of that vehicle that they are selling. And, you know, it's so it's even more important for consumers to have that sense of trust that the dealer is being open and transparent about that vehicle. So I think if you if you've got uh, if if you see that let's just say that disclosures are not as forthcoming as they should, um, you know if you if it's a used vehicle you'll want to get a used vehicle information package to tell you the condition of the vehicle and information about it. Um, you know I think consumers I think will also need to be aware that you know dealers will try to to sell um, optional aftermarket products, rust proofing, added insurance. You know, if a consumer is presented with this, you know, and they don't want these these items, then be clear. You don't want them. And and you know, if you're not comfortable with the the sales tactics, you can always go elsewhere. Um, and of course, you know, again, we we've talked about curbsiders, and that that's the other one to be um, to be concerned about. And you know, you may walk in, it might look like a dealership, but make sure that it is a dealership. Make sure it's registered with OMBIC. Make sure it has its decal, its license. Uh, those are things you want to look for. Um, and then, of course, on financing, uh, you'll want to focus on negotiating your, your total payment. And, of course, if you're financing, make sure that you understand those terms, including the interest rate. We've had a lot of problems lately, or at least I've been hearing from readers about this, about forced financing. And I did speak to Avik when I wrote a piece about it a few months ago. And it's been sneaking into the industry. It wasn't as prevalent here in Ontario, but it's become that way in this current market. And what that means is, I know you know what it means, but this is for uh, for listeners. You go to a dealership, you find the car you want, you go, here's my cash. They go, no, you can't do that. You have to take our financing. I thought this would be illegal. I found out it's not illegal. They can sell it to you under whatever conditions they want to. But it's surprising a lot of buyers who, especially if they've got pandemic pandemic stash sitting there they've got money that they haven't spent on traveling they're being told they have to take financing from this dealer for a set level of time i know dealers are making tighter margins they're trying to max out their profits any way they can why why is this still allowed to be a thing and is there anything people can do about it other than walk away yeah i mean certainly if if someone is not if a dealer is not willing to sell the vehicle on the terms that the consumer wants uh, then that that is really the the consumer's strongest approach. Really, is to use their feet and walk out. I, certainly, I appreciate that. Obviously, uh, supply is is a big challenge these days. And obviously, if a consumer finds a vehicle that they they like and they want, they'll be inclined to to somehow make the deal work. I think one of the important things that that we have as a tool at Onvic is we do have a code of conduct. And all OMVIC registered dealers are subject to that code of conduct, which is part of the Motor Vehicle Dealers Act. And it includes requirements in terms of integrity and disclosure, marketing, um, and, all, and of course, respect and professionalism and compliance. So, you know, it, ultimately, if, if a consumer is not happy with the conduct of that dealer, even as it relates to uh, the, perhaps the terms in terms of how they want to sell that vehicle, Listen, they can always contact OMBIC. Uh, you know, we've got the professionalism piece and, uh, you know, our code of conduct. And, it, and if if after review, the, the conduct was not professional, then that's something that we can look at. 
but it is a little bit of a gray a gray zone we're in. It is. It's becoming difficult um, because it doesn't seem fair. And I think most of us have a kind of sense of fairness when we go to buy something. And I think dealers, a lot of dealers deserve the reputation they have. And I'll say that I said that, not you. I said that because I've been doing this a long time. And I think when things settle a bit, some of them are probably going to regret the strong arming that's been going on in the past couple of years. I, I hope it stops. Um, people have a hard enough time buying a car. A lot of them are very up t- up uptight going in, for lack of a better word. It's uh, overwhelming. And I would like it to, to be less adversarial. And Omvit coming in does calm the waters. And I, I really wish dealers would go by the spirit of what they're supposed to be doing. And now I sound like I'm in Wonderland or something, and I understand that. But, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Lorraine, I, I guess what I, I one thing I will say is in Ontario, we have over 8,100 motor vehicle dealers, and we have over 30,000 salespeople that are in the business. And, you know... I, I think when you look at it in totality, um, you know, we're, we're here to regulate uh, the, those in the, the dealers and the salespeople. But, you know, when you look at our website and the people that we have had to, to discipline or uh, take action as it relates to their registration, in the scheme of it, it's, it's not that many. Uh, I think that really the I think the majority of the dealers and the salespeople in the province are 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 doing a good job. But. Listen, like any industry, there's always going to be a few that um, that don't. And that's what OMVIC is there for. How does OMVIC monitor sellers? How do you maintain the oversight over these 8,100 sellers? So there's a few ways of, for us. Um, you know, obviously, number one is we do regular inspections. We have an inspections team that goes throughout the province and inspects our dealers on a regular basis. Uh, And that includes reviewing their books and records, including all documentation, interviewing staff, uh, speaking with the the ownership, uh, the leaders of the company, et cetera. So that's certainly one of our our main compliance tools. One of the other ways uh, that we we do compliance uh, is through our mystery shop program. And that's really a, a program where we have um, uh, investigators on the staff who uh, portray themselves to be consumers and go into a dealership. And pr- they're primarily looking at all in price advertising and making sure that we get compliance with that. Um, so last year, Ombic visited 95 dealers uh, across Ontario. Um, and unfortunately, 28% of those registrants were unsuccessful in passing our mystery shop program. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. Now, of course, we did 95 dealers last year. This year, we're well on track to do over 200. So, you know, we are ramping up that program and it's throughout the province. So, um, you know, the, one of the other, uh, I think the, the the key part to this, though, is that it's it's a lot of the dealers are doing a great job. And we let them know that they've done a great job and that and that they've passed and keep up the good work. But then there are those who didn't pass uh, and that they will um, they will effectively receive either a caution letter or they may go to disciplinary action, depending on the on how egregious the uh, the offense is. So, you know, that program is ramping up. I'm pretty excited about it. And uh, I think, again, that's going to drive compliance. That's if you get to 200 this year, that's amazing. That's a really big increase. Uh, something we, t- we 
you mentioned um, all-in pricing again. One thing I do want to just lay out for listeners here is if you see an ad from a dealer, it has to be all-in pricing. But if you're looking at an ad from a manufacturer, it does not. That's a crazy part of Canadian law that makes no sense whatsoever. But as a consumer, be really careful about which ad you're seeing. If it's the manufacturer that placed it, it doesn't have to have all-in pricing. So that's just a little aside from Lorraine, you know, the A1 yes. student here. <laughs> so. And listen, Lorraine, it's, it's, it's really a great, um, it's a great thing to remind consumers about. Uh, you know, we all see the ads on television and, and on social media, et cetera, about, you know, a car and, you know, it's a great price, but you know, then there's the, the we don't actually, we have no authority to govern manufacturers here in Ontario. So all we can do at OMVIC is the the dealers. What can't OMVIC do? Where does your oversight stop? Do, is there places, I, we've talked, we mentioned curbsiders, but is there anything you, I don't, well, you kind of can tell people how they're allowed to sell cars or not, but is there anything that's outside the margins of your control? Well, I think one of the important things is, for example, if a dealer uh, has a, an interaction with a consumer and the consumer is not happy with that interaction for whatever reason, they can call our consumer support team. And our consumer support team can do things like reach out to the dealer, see if we can mediate some sort of solution or resolution to the problem. So that, that's an important part. Uh, is that really our authority ends. We try to to negotiate, we try to mediate, we encourage, maybe we cajole a little bit too and try to get dealers and consumers to come to the center and, and come up with a, a an, an agreed upon resolution that works for both parties. Now, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes we're not able to to mediate that, that dispute or that issue. Um, and oftentimes then the parties are left to to use other means to try to get uh, a resolution. And that may mean going to court. So there is a limit to what we can do. Uh, so consumers should know that. Where's the limit as far as if I buy a car and then six months from now, I'm having all kinds of issues with it and problems with it. That's outside of Ovic's sphere, correct? Well, it, it may or may not be. And of course, we would encourage consumers to call us and tell us about what's going on, share with us any documents that they may have, um, and and so again, sometimes we can even after six months, we can still help uh, the parties and try to come to a mediated solution. So there's there are things that we can do. And again, we can help uh, help consumers navigate that. So a phone call is never a wasted phone call to at least inquire if there's something you can do. I know for much of Canada, Alberta has a version of OMVIC called AMVIC. Um, I don't think it's as toothy as you guys are. And I know a lot of people would love to see lemon laws. And again, that's outside of you're the selling people. This is about um, the cars themselves, which I understand. If you could change things in this industry, in the car industry in Canada, when it comes to selling and um, buyers, what would you like to see? Wow, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, I think, I, I guess for me, one of the things that that I can't help but it gnaws at me is that uh, the Motor Vehicle Dealers Act has been in place since 2010. It's been the law in Ontario for, well, 12 years now. And as I said before, we're still seeing issues with all-in price advertising compliance. And to me, I guess, I, I'm not sure how to make it better yet. I haven't kind of figured that one out. 
But what I would love to see perhaps is stronger wording around it. Um, and obviously for us, it's about seeing better compliance. So that's why we're doing the mystery shop program. Uh, we continue to do our inspections to really drive better compliance on that. Because really a lot of consumers, when they're gonna go looking for a car, they start by looking at advertising. We're drawn to it. So let's make sure we get that right. It's the law in Ontario. I don't think I can find a better line to stop this on. That's brilliant. <laughs> I'd like to thank my I'd like to thank my guest today, Maureen Harkwell from Omvic. Our next episode will feature tips for prepping your car for winter as well as winter driving tips. You can subscribe to the driving podcast through iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. Check out driving.ca website for past and future episodes. For the Driving Podcast, I'm Lorraine Sommerfeld. And again, thank you so much, Maureen Harkwell. Yeah.